from the uh, sanctuary. And when I opened my eyes, I was found on my own. And, I, and, I, and this son just came to me. And he said, Kiko Kikire, Kinjubafu, Kiko Kikire, Kinjubafu, Nipai Feolubala, Kiyosikon. And it was really straight in my own dialect. The Lord spoke to me. And at that time, he just, everybody that we were worshipping with disappeared. And I said, Lord, thank you. You are restoring what the gift you have given unto me. And that I put aside for a very long time. And then you are telling me now that this is the time for me to rise up. And that is my testimony. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, I can't translate this song. I cannot. I can't picture it anymore. It's by yeah, I can't picture. <laughs> Nothing anymore. Can you change this battery, please? You know what yeah, we're yeah. going to do? We're going to post Pastor Adisa from Germany to Lagos because he had forgotten that language. <laughs> What the woman said is the first statement that, you know, the person she saw was an angel singing to her. And what that angel was saying, that I will proclaim you, Lord, that I, I might proclaim you, Lord, then by the mercy of Jesus the Savior, all will be well. That is what she had. But you know, in the month of October, the key thing about her testimony is this. I told all of you that Jesus told us from January he will visit the earth in October. And I said that at least before the end of October, you should see something. I said, if you can set your heart to expect, but if you didn't set your heart to expect, I told you, we will enter November, you'll be hearing testimonies, but you wonder what happened. Alright? Because the principle to the manifestation of prophecy when God speaks to a people, it's your heart. Believe in God, you'll be established. Believe in the prophets, and you will prosper. So that is what's the key in the testimonies. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. I'm standing here before you to testify today the goodness of God. Um, it was in the month of September. I should have given the testimony at the ending of September. But I went to work. By the time I came in, Apostle have already called the people that are supposed to give testimony. So I was not able to give my testimony. I just want to thank uh, Daddy Apostle for his advice that he gave me. I had a problem in the workplace. And I rang in, in the morning to come and see him. And uh, I spoke to Dickin Charles. And Dickin Charles asked me to come in in the evening. So I came in the evening. And Trisha um, went to Apostle and told him that I want to see him. And I came to Apostle and I, I explained everything that happened in the workplace. And Daddy said, this is not about prayer. It's not, you're not going to pray. He said, the only thing I'm going to tell you is that it's about the law. If you don't have anybody to represent you, he said, then they will fire you. He said, this is what I'm telling you. He said, the only thing I'm telling you now 
Go now, if you have a representative, go and inform your representative that this is what happened. Although at the beginning I didn't tell, uh, inform my re representative, he said, well, right now go and tell them that you want, you're going to have a representative. So I did that, what I, uh, daddy advised. I went and informed my rep and my, my rep immediately they allocated someone to me. So, and uh, daddy said, you should come on Wednesday. You should, have, you should make a written note about what happened. He says, exactly what you have told me, you have to write it in a form of a note so that I will come and read it and see it before ever you will present it to them. I said, okay, sir. So, but that day I have to go to work. And uh, he said, but I will meet him in uh, New Cross. So I, after work, I went to New Cross and I wrote what I was supposed to present. And he said, are you, is this the way you're going to present it? I said, no, daddy, I'm going to um, type it. I said, okay. And he asked for the handbook of my uh, employment. And I, I showed it to him, but he was trying to look for something in the book that we, he will still advise me on. But he couldn't find it. And he said, by tomorrow, things will, will change. As long as you inform your, your representative, you will see what will happen. So the Lord be that glory as when I went in with my representative. They didn't, they, didn't, uh, they canceled the meeting. All the people that were supposed to be in the meeting, they didn't turn up. And um, I told them that this is my representative for this and this, and my representative asked all the documents that they're supposed to submit to me. And they apologized that I'm really sorry uh, for what happened because um, we are just trying to to um, put blame on her. And it's an organization problem that they wanted to put on my head. Uh, I thank God. Daddy, I thank you very much for your advice. Father, Lord in heaven. Father, Papa. May the Lord continue to use you, Daddy. May God continue to use you, Daddy. I really appreciate it, Father. Do you know something? Let me say this to you. I think what it is is that you thank God for allowing me to go and read law. Yeah. <laughs> that is what happened. Because there's a place of prophetic there. But what happened was that, you know, she was set up for summary dismissal. Yes. With ignominy. Which means they would dismiss her and they would give her no benefit. Yes. But when I interrogated her, asking the proper legal questions necessary, I discovered that they lied against her. Yes. And there is evidence that they lied. Yes. But what they have tried to do is to intimidate her and make her believe that she has no defense. Yes. So that she will come that day and they have told her that, well, you did it. Yes. You, know, they, you know, that's why father, they knew that the camera was there that recorded. They told her that she committed what she committed on a day she was not on duty. Yes. Alright? And there was a camera recording for the time of the, of the occurrence. But the way they are presented to her, you know, many people went to hear that, ah, my, your boss fire you, your boss, you know, decide to fire you, you panic. So I told her not to panic. I just finished employment law. So my head is hot and, and current. Okay? So, what I did was, when I looked at their handbook, from what she had written, she covered every, every technical point necessary in her writing. And when she was going, I told her, you must go with the representative because that's what the law requires. 
Now, the second day, the miracle is that the people backed up. Yes. They backed up and they pleaded with her. People told her before that, yeah. you are no more here. No. Just get ready and we're going to sack you. Yes. They pleaded with her because the issue now is, we can take it up. Yes. And if we do take it up, it will be a serious problem for the employees, now the employers who, you know, those who acted on behalf of the employer. Mm. So, I think... Thank God that I went to do law. Yeah, thank, thank you. It's an usher in the church and one of the committed members. Praise the Lord. I, I just came back from Nigeria on Friday. Um, I went... I went to Nigeria on the 19th of uh, October. On my way to Nigeria, my husband passed away, so... On my way to Nigeria, I had my Nigerian passport and my British passport. But I didn't know my passport had expired. My British passport had expired already. Because of the situation of things, I didn't realize the passport had expired. Then, on... Just before I got into the taxi to go to the airport, I told my sister, I said, please check my passport for me to make sure I've not taken the other children's passport because I was going with my eldest son and uh, their name starts with organized. So I said, okay, with the way I am, I'm not really thinking straight. If you could check my passport to make sure I've taken the right child's passport and not the wrong one. So my sister took my passport, checked my, my son's passport and said uh, it was the one I'm taking along with me. Then I said, okay, check my own passport just in case. I've not taken my other ch uh, child's passport only to get to the airport and be told I've got the wrong passport. So she checked the passport and said the Nigerian ones were okay. Then I said, okay, check the British one for me. It was only that she told me that it was my passport was okay. It's my passport, but it has expired already since August. I said, it's not possible. When I looked at the passport, it has actually expired in August. I didn't realize it has expired. So I said, okay, I'm still going to go to Nigeria because the funeral was going to be on Friday. There's no way I'm going to get a passport before then. I have to go to Nigeria to go and bury my husband. So I said, whatever happens, I will take you from there. So I went to Nigeria. After the funeral, I went to, back to Lagos. Then my sister said, okay, call British Embassy to see the situation of things. So I called the High Commission in Lagos, called the High Commission here. And they said, uh, which passport did I travel with to Nigeria? I said I had a Nigerian passport. So how did I get to Nigeria without a passport? I said, well, I showed them the Nigerian one with the intention of coming back with the other one. I only realized the last minute that the passport has expired. So they told me that, okay, they are going to send documents to the airline to allow me to come back. But getting to the airport on... Get to the airport when coming back, my name was not on their manifest because they've not sent message that I should be allowed to come back to London. So when I got to the airport, I presented my Nigerian passport to them as usual with the hope of coming back with the Nigerian passport. Then they said, have you got a different passport apart from this passport? I said, yes, I've got a British one. So I gave them the passport. And the guy said, your passport has expired. I said, I know. I only realized the last minute that it has expired. I didn't know it has expired before. Then he said, okay, what did you do? 
I said I called the British High Commission. I've got their number. And they told me to come to the airport. And then the guy said, well, you have to go to Ikoyi to go and renew your passport. I said, I can't go to Ikoyi because I have to go to London today. And he said, okay, let me have the passport. Then he called the High Commission on my behalf to find out what has happened. Then the British High Commission said, okay, how did I get to Nigeria with uh, this passport? I said, well, I showed them the Nigerian one. Why did you not renew your passport before coming to Nigeria? I said, I didn't know it has expired. I only realized the last minute that it has expired and I have to be, to, be in Nigeria for a reason. Then the guy said, where do you live? Give, give me your address in London. So I gave them my address in London, where I live. Then he said, okay, pass the phone back to the guy that gave me the phone. So I gave it to the Nigerian people to speak to them. Then they spoke to them. Then he said, okay, drop the phone. I will call you back in a few minutes' time. So when he, when he spoke to him, he said, okay. He said he's going to call back again. So I was waiting. While I was in the airport, the guy said, okay, give her the document. Let her go to London with the expired passport. That when she gets there, she's going to renew the passport. And the guy said, we don't do this for anybody but we're going to do this for you because of your situation. And when you get back to London, you can renew your passport. I just want to give God the glory for giving me the favor to be able to go and come back because it's not my intention to go with you, but I have to be there. So I had to go with the passport. But them understand it. They were able to see my situation and they allowed me to come back into the country. And even when I got to Heathrow here, they told me the same thing that we want to find out how you went and you came back. Then they checked their manifest again. Then my name has been sent to, to the airline already that I should be allowed to enter the country again. So I want to give God the glory. God bless you. Yeah. And uh, I want to appreciate everybody in this church. Apostle Mommy, I thank everybody for all your support and your help so far. Sunday school has been wonderful. Dockers, ladies, you have been wonderful. I want to thank everybody who has stood by me. This heart is difficult, but with the support of CFT, I know I have people standing behind me. I want to thank every one of you for your relentless visit, phone calls, and all the support you've given to me. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm Sister Abigail. I'm part of the choir. <laughs> I just want to give thanks to the Lord because um, the month of um, September, more of end of August really, it was such a challenge. Um, basically, I'd been at this workplace and my contract was for a week. And since being there for a week, they've extended it for two years now. I've been there for two years. Within that two years period, I've been in the corporate department, I've been in the litigation department, I've been in the real estate department, and I've also been in the banking department. And I've worked with a number of lawyers, but um, a permanent position came up. And so I asked my manager, I was like, oh, Jazz, what do you think about me applying for this job? Do you think um, I stand a chance? And she was like, of course, Abby, just apply, you get it. I applied for the job, but then the next day I got an email saying your contract has been terminated. And I was like, why? She's asked me to apply for this permanent role. Why would it be terminated? So I thought, okay, fine. So they released me, and to God be the glory, in the month of October, they asked me to come back, which is the month of restoration. So I just want to give thanks to the Lord for that. 
And within that period that I was off work, which was like almost a month and a half, I've had like, I used to have like three interviews every week. And within that interview, I'd go, for, I'd go to law firms and when they're interviewing me, they'll say, they'll say things like, um, oh, your CV is so intimidating. You've worked here, you've worked there. We don't know whether we can, we can take you in, but to God be the glory, they've given it to me and... Um, I've got so many different jobs all lined up, so many new jobs that were to start in October, but I decided to go back to where I was before. So I just want to give thanks to the Lord before, you know, I get kicked out again. Thank God for that. Praise the Lord. Okay, I just want to give a short testimony. At work, I have an encounter. I was at work on the night duty. It was some minutes to five in the morning, and I sat down and I dozed off, and I dreamt that I was in a hospital in a patient room, the patient with three relatives, and the, the man was so sick, and suddenly the room was full with heat, and I was overpowered. I started talking to the man, and he was totally healed. And I was so happy the man was healed. But then I started speaking in tongues in my doze off. And I woke up and I, my colleague thought I was talking to her. So she spoke and I woke up out of my dream. I was very sad that I didn't know what the dream was going to finish. So it was when I went to home group in the Sunday evening. I was explaining it to a leader. And he said to me, that's fine. That's what God wants you to see. And when I went to Shilapilo, I was sharing it as well, and everyone was saying to me, that's what, the man has been healed. God doesn't want it to see anymore. But thanks God for that. I just want to give God thanks as well for two of my work colleagues, which have led to Christ on the 19th of October and, and Thursday as well. And both of them was Christian, according to them in church, but they believe they have to live a righteous life first, then got baptized, then give their life to Christ. So I just want to thank God that I've led them to Christ and they really was weeping in tears and I just want to give God glory. Saturday there again, I went for evangelism and there was one guy who gave his life to Christ. I just want to tell God thanks. In three weeks, I've got three souls for him. So thanks be to God. Got to keep it up. Praise the Lord. Um, some time ago, um, when I came into the UK, um, and uh, my aunt was giving me a tour of um, London, and we drove past Canary Wharf, and just while we were driving past there, I told her, I pointed to a bank, and I told her, this is where I want to walk, and this building is where I would like to walk. And she was like, amen, we thank God for that. <laughs> and then I was studying for my master's in mathematics and um, ask anybody I come across they ask me um, after your studies what would you like to do I told them that's the bank and that's the place I work and even when I met my wife when she was like where would you like to work or what would you like to do after now I said that's the bank and that's where I work <laughs> praise the Lord so I graduated um, July 2013, and then um, 31st of December 2013, uh, the crossover night to first, 
And while Apostle was decreeing that uh, this year is the year of great harvest, uh, then I had applied for a lot of jobs. A lot of all my applications were relating to companies at Canary Wharf. And I had applied for so many banks and they've all turned me down until this bank I had wanted to walk in. And I applied for two roles and uh, I was to have an interview January this year. So the 31st night I, I was here, I logged on to uh, my application portal and I raised it up while Apostle was decreeing uh, 2014, the year of great harvest. I was praying. I raised my phone. I was logged on. I was praying. I said, God, please give me this job in this company I'd always wanted. And while I was praying, I realized that I made a vow. Uh, I, and I said, I will do this if I get uh, the job. And um, the first interview came on January um, it, it wasn't successful for the same company. And that was the last of all the applications I'd made. And I was kind of like upset as a human, but somehow I still thanked God because it's just in my nature. Like I said, okay, maybe it wasn't God's will for me. And two weeks later, I got an email from the company, from the bank. And the, the question in the, in the email was, do you have the right to work in the UK? And I was like, I showed my wife, and she was like, why don't you just apply? Why don't you just reply and say yes? I was like, I'm tired of all this, because I've had a lot of, you know, interviews, and some politely, some will tell me I'm overqualified, some will tell me um, these or that, you know, a British citizen, you know, things like that. It was very frustrating. But she was like, have you, have you replied to that email? I keep saying, I will, I will. It took me two days to reply to that email, just to say yes. I, I finally replied to the email saying yes. After a week, I didn't hear from them. I called the, the, the number on the email, and they told me that the, that particular position has been advertised internally, and that if nobody wants the job internally, then they will consider external candidates. Two weeks later... I got a call from the, 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 the um, recruiting specialist. They said, um, uh, congratulations, you've been selected for an interview. And I was like, oh, okay, because I've had a lot of interviews. And they were, she was like, um, the company is this, the company is that, these are the benefits, um, the company is the, um, where I will be working, the primary location is at Bristol. And I was like, Bristol, because my wife works here and or like, how do we make it to Bristol? Or how do I leave my wife behind? And then she was like, um, she could tell that I wasn't too much into the job because of the location. And then she was like, um, this is once in a lifetime opportunity to get into a company like that. And I was like, okay, give me some time. Let me talk with my wife. And then I spoke with my wife and then we agreed. And then I called the lady back and I said, I'll take the job. Um, and then she told me that we, we, are, we, were five, we are 432 that applied for that role and that I should consider myself lucky to be, to be among the top five uh, to be chosen for the interview. So on the 26th of March this year, I went to Bristol for the interview. That was a Wednesday and the interview lasted for an hour 
And then I, on my way back, it was very late. I, I was contemplating, should I branch the church and just commit everything to God? You know, I was just contemplating. I was very tired as well. And then uh, just when I was approaching New Cross from uh, Canada uh, uh, water, I just got up from the train. I just went to the church and it was just about five minutes. Mommy was rounding up. I just said, God, thank you. I went to this interview. Please help me. And before then, I'd asked the lady in the interview how soon I would hear from her. She said um, that they have some few more people to interview. And I said, okay, because I've heard those kind of uh, stories before. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the 27th, the next day, being my birthday, God gave me the great harvest. Praise the Lord. <laughs> there was no birthday gift as wonderful as that. I got a call at about 12, 12, 1 in the afternoon, and they said, congratulations, you've gotten the job. And then uh, it took them about six weeks to finalize the paperwork, the security checks, and all uh, credit checks and all whatnot. And then on the 12th of May, I started a job. So I started at the office I had always wanted, or the building I had always wanted, at the Canary Wharf. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was on the 32nd floor of that building, and I was worshipping God. <laughs> I was like, this is the height to be to worship God. Uh, because... You wouldn't understand. There were so many jobs that said, you're a Nigerian, you're not good enough, you don't have UK work experience. But since I started in the company, my impact has been felt. Uh, at the moment, <laughs> at the moment, I'm handling a very big um, analytics project for the bank. And I, and I believe and I pray that God will use me to find a solution for the bank. So... While I was working in, so what I was doing was Monday to Friday I work in Bristol. Saturday, uh, Friday evening I come in, stay with my wife. We attend church on Sunday. From from uh, after the service I head back to Bristol. So I did that for from the, the um, after two weeks. Okay, I stayed in Canary Wharf for two weeks. Thereafter I embarked on that journey every week in Bristol. Friday come back. Sunday, go back, you know, to and fro. It was very hectic, but it was also challenging and interesting because that's the company I'd always wanted. Uh, but in cause of me embarking on this journey, my wife got pregnant. And in one of my one-to-one -one meetings with my line manager, I told her that my wife is pregnant and that sometime in December or January, December this year or January next year, that I would like to walk some few days in London, and then walk some few days in Bristol. And then she was like, okay, no problems. That when it's nearer the time, that uh, we would figure out what to do. And in September, in one of our one-to-one -one meetings again, while I was sorting out my memo on what to discuss that day, on my progress with some internal works, and then she said, how about working from London. I, I was shocked. I was like, did I hear how well? <laughs> and then she, she could tell like I didn't really hear how well because I was concentrating on my paperwork. And then I looked at her and, and she was like, how about working permanently from Canary Wharf? Praise the Lord. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, the, the only thing that came out from my mouth was, God bless you. God, <laughs> I said, God bless you four times. And then before I realized, you know, you know how this UK is. <laughs> and then I, I, still in that mood, I was still like, I hope you're not offended. She said, no, she's not offended. And then I said, are you a Christian? <laughs> and then she said, no, but that she does believe in the values of Christianity. And I said, okay, and I still say, God bless you. And then as if that was there enough, she now asked me, when will you like to start from Canary Wharf? Praise the Lord. And I said, today. <laughs> So, I want to thank God. I've started today. My workstation has been set up, and I'm still on the 32nd floor. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Make sure you worship on the 32nd floor. Praise the Lord. Um, in May, I finished my work placement in Belgium. Um, but whilst I was in Belgium, my husband came to visit me. Um, so after my work placement was um, completed, I came back to London. Um, so when I was in London, I found that I was pregnant. Um, so I was so excited, I was overjoyed. Um, but I had to travel to Nigeria to spend some time with my husband because he works in Nigeria. So I thought I'll keep it quiet until I get there and tell him so it'd be a nice surprise for him. Um, so um, I went to Nigeria and I told him, and it was the weekend of his birthday, so he was very excited about the pregnancy. We were both so happy and so thankful to God. Um, so about, um, about six or seven weeks into the pregnancy, um, on the day of my birthday, um, I had a miscarriage. Um, and I was very devastated, and I kept questioning myself, what did I do wrong? Um, did I not rest enough? Was I, over, was I overdoing things? Should, should I, should I um, have not traveled to Nigeria? Um, so the next day, we went to the doctors, um, and they said it was a partial miscarriage, and that um, they had to do a procedure to remove the rest of the embryo. And then he asked me whether I wanted um, um, a full anesthetic or partial anesthetic, and he said, with a full anesthetic, I'll have to stay over in the hospital. And because I didn't want to stay over, I said, I'll go for the partial anesthetic. Um, so um, I, the partial anesthetic was given to me. But then apparently, as the procedure was being done, I was in so much pain and I screamed so loudly and that they had to knock me out and give me the full anesthetic. But as God will have it, um, I don't recall having any pain or screaming. It was afterwards my husband was telling me that I screamed so loudly he had to come to the room. But I don't remember having any pain. I don't remember screaming or anything. Um, So after that, I was doing some research online about the procedure to find out what it was about. And then I was reading online that sometimes if it's not done properly, it can cause like a scarring to your cervix or your womb. And that can cause for the miscarriage or give you problems in getting pregnant. So I was really worried. And I kept praying for God to heal my womb, for everything to be fine, for me not to have any problems. Um, so as soon as I left Nigeria and came back to London, I went to my doctor. And she gave me a full checkup. And she said everything was fine. So I was just so thankful to God that everything was okay. And then she said to me that we could try again, um, um, we could try again um, um, for a baby. Um, so the very next month, we tried. 
And that month I was praying. I'm like, God, please, you know, I really want to have a child. We've been married for a while now. And um, with a miscarriage, I don't want the miscarriage to occur again. Um, so I prayed to God. And then as God will have you, praise be to God. Um, the very next month when we tried, the following month, I found that I was pregnant. So praise be to God. <laughs> so the first few months of the pregnancy, I was very scared because I thought I don't want to go through that miscarriage again. So I kept praying for God to protect the pregnancy, protect the baby, and for God to just enable the pregnancy to go full term. Um, so praise be to God. Now I'm three and a half months pregnant. Um, a few weeks ago, I had a scan and the sonographer was saying to me that, ah, this baby is too active. It's just moving around. It won't stay still. And the baby was moving around. He was waving his hands. Um, and I was just so thankful to God. So I just want to praise God and thank him for his wonders, his miracles. Just thank him for his blessing in my life. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Put your hands Let's together for the Lord. Let's start. Come on, let's put our hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah. Wow, this is interesting. Praise. You know, you were talking about worship last week. Praise is an act of worship. Or testimonies, you may call it. Why should we testify? Or let's talk about force. Who should praise God? Who is qualified to praise God? Psalm 145 verse 10. It says, All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your sins will extol you. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Now listen to me. Everything that God created praises God. The leaves, the mountains, the rivers, the ocean. Anyone who had walked in the sea before can tell you the story. You know when you look at the when you go to the to the ocean at the beach, you see a little bit of tide wave, isn't it? That's what you see. But if you take your ship and you travel from one continent to the other, you will see in the midst of the sea, sometimes tide that goes up like a mountain. The seas praise God. You will see fishes dive out of the river, wig, they will wiggle themselves, and they will dive in back again. You will see birds, sometimes they will go in company, and they will begin to sing. You will see a time, a little breeze will blow in the midst of the woods. And you see the leaves moving. The heavens declare the glory of God as the firmament shows his handwork. Every creature that God has created, either they are born again or not born again. They are made to praise God. But then beyond that, if everyone is made to say thank you to God, I think beyond that, those who live in the courtyard of praise have a better privilege. The saints of God must extol His name. 
What do they say? In praising God. When you want to praise God, what are the things that you declare? Verse 11 says, they will tell of the glory of your kingdom. When we think about salvation and we think about the glory of this kingdom of God, when we consider the glory to come, we express our thanks through praise. It says, and speak of your might. It is good for Christians to think about the might of God. Why they were giving testimonies the other time? You know, whenever people talk about testimonies, what I look out for is how transcendent our God is. And how limited we are because of this flesh. Because we do not see tomorrow. Sometimes we are anxious. Because we do not know what waits or lies in wait for us. Sometimes our anticipation, you know, frustrates us. And you know something I always see also in praise is that when God has set a time to do something, it does not matter what you do, God will not do it until when he has set. <laughs> and so I see the might of God when people praise him. And we ought to think about his might so that when we praise him, we can express his mind. Verse 12 says, so that all men may know. That tells you why should we praise God. What does praise do? The first thing that praising God does is that it informs all men of the might of God, of the glory of God, of the act of God, what God has done. So that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Listen to me, therefore, when I, whenever I say that, do you have a testimony? If I have a people of 100, I expect 50 minimum to have a testimony. I don't know, I don't know what some of you, what happened to some of you is that things that God did, you felt that it's your power that did it. That's why you don't come for testimony. Or some, God had done so many things in your life, but you ignored it. You just felt it's a normal thing. Because you cannot compare yourself with other people. To see people who are better than you, and they are not able to achieve those things. And to really look at yourself, to understand that it is not by your excellence that you got this, but God. We must speak of His glorious splendor and His arts. So that men may know. Let me go further. Why should we praise him? Verse 7 says, Isaiah chapter 63 verse 7. It says, I will tell of your kindness or the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised. According to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he had done for the house of Israel, according to his compassion and kindness. 
Think about where you are coming from. Think about where you are today. Think about what you have gone through. Think about how did you go through them. How did you find yourself here today? Do you know something? When we thank God for something God has done, after we have given testimony, does that mean we shouldn't thank God for it anymore? No. We must always accumulate our thanks. If you know how to think, you will know how to thank. Some of us magnify our problems. We dwell on our problems. That's why we don't know what to thank for. But the Bible tells us we should think about the kindness of God to us. We should think about His wonderful deeds and praise Him. The deeds for which He is to be praised according to all the Lord has done for us. Then He says, yes, Many good things he had done for the house of Israel, according to his compassion and greatness. Now, let me read a few verses to you from the same chapter of Psalm 145, and then we will pray. If you know how to think, you will know how to thank. One day, when I was young, I'm not old now, but... I was a very, I think I was less than a teenager then. And my mother gave me, um, I think, um, what a Panadol or something like that. To, to, it's not Panadol. There is a tablet at that time they give to young people. It's not fancy. No, there is no such a thing in my time. When I was young, fancy has not been given, and Alabukui does not exist. It was manufactured when I was old. Now, you see this tablet is like, uh, is like uh, you know, a small capsule, small like that. So when my mother gave me, she said, open your mouth and drink this. So, you know, my mother, I play a lot with my mother. I play more with my mother than my father. When I go to my father, I used to learn. But when I want to play, he's my mother. You know, she's my player part. Play partner. <laughs> they will play a lot. I'll be dragging her. And she'll be telling me to leave her alone. I'll be pushing her. She'll be telling me, leave me use boy and stuff. So, but I follow her everywhere. You know, when she goes to market, I follow her, carry her load. I would not want my mother to suffer at all. Carry all her load. Wash her clothes. Stay with anything she's doing. So we're so much close. So when my mother gave me these tablets... And she said I should open my mouth and put it on my tongue and put water on it to swallow it. I said to my mother, this tiny tablet, why should I put it on my tongue? She said, son, put that tablet on your tongue, in the middle of your tongue, and take water and swallow it. I said, she shouldn't worry. I said, those days we take a granite, we throw it up. I'm, I'm granite. So I took the tablet. I said, what is it? I said, I will just throw it like this, like granite, and I will swallow it. It will just go straight into my stomach. My mother said, don't dare it. I just threw this, the tablet up. As I opened my mouth to swallow the tablet, it went to my tracker. And instantly, I was gasping for breath. I couldn't breathe because it has gone towards my lungs. And my mother, not educated, but intelligence. 
She said, Jesus, Jesus. And she turned my back and slapped my back. As she slapped my back, the tablet came out as she went in. He said, you are just going to kill yourself. Next time when I tell you to put tablet in your mouth. Tablet is not granite. <laughs> you know, in those days my mother would tell me, close your eyes, who do you see? I said, I see nobody. He said, if you die, that's why you won't see anybody. You won't see me, you see your mother. That's how I understood that. So if my mother tells me that you do this, you die, I will never touch it. Because when I close my eyes, I can't see anybody. And I don't want to lose my mother. But you know something? Was it not God who saved me? If that thing blocked my trachea for another maybe two minutes, I'm dead. Today I will not be here. I can think about many accidents. My wife has been involved in plane crashes about seven times or so. Even where the plane broke into two. I remember the day, and I will always talk about it, when I went to pick her up in the airport and they told me that my wife has a crash yesterday. And I told the man that tomorrow when they arrive, I'm coming to pick her. And the man said, are you mad? I said that their plane had an accident. Their plane caught fire. And that plane, we don't know the faith of everybody inside it. I said, you are a joker. I said, tomorrow when I come back. No, all those kind of things, does it come by a human being who is just bold? No, it comes by God. It comes by God. How many times have you narrowly missed death? You thought you were smart. I drove smart. You didn't drive smart. Whenever I go on M25, sometimes I say, my God, angels are walking over time here. There are people who are passing beside you, boom, boom, in anger they are driving. Some people just beat up their wife and they are just angry. Or some people just pass on somebody, they are just driving reckless. And it is the angels of God that is holding those people staring, though they, they have committed sin. Or else, one of them can just go under a trailer and everybody following will just go, pra, 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 and there will be massive death. Let me say something to you. The people who fly you in the airplane, you don't know what they did before they came to fly you. If God was to mark sin. So when we talk about praising God, it's a matter of being able to think. If you know how to think, you will know how to thank. And so that psalm, you know, just summarize it. It says, I will exalt the Lord. I will exalt you, my God. The king, I will praise your name forever and ever. How long should we praise the name of the Lord? Forever and ever. Then it says in verse 2, every day I will praise you. How often should we praise him? Every day. And it says you, I will praise you and extol your name. Forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. We have seen that in all these testimonies. Look at the person who went to, to Nigeria without, with the British passport expired. You know, you, you may think that it's so simple. I am telling you, especially now that we are having a lot of issues about our immigration stuff. 
Ah, somebody escaped. He will sweat before coming back. That is what some people would do. It is not just something easy like that. <laughs> I know somebody who went who was bereaved. If they now constitute a problem for her and say that she should come to embassy and then be sending information from England and waste more days in that place, you know how much that will affect the person emotionally? But it could happen if God didn't intervene. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your work towards another. And will tell of your mighty acts. Can I say this? This is an instruction to parents, isn't it? Ah, let me read this again. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. So, which means that one generation is the father and the mother. The second generation are the children. Things God had done in their lives. You know, I got that from my father. Whenever my father sat me down, my father would tell me that, my son, you will not see me at a time in your life. And he would tell me, the time of your life you will not see me is longer than the time of your life that I will be with you. He says, well, I have gone, when I have gone, he says, if you don't know of me, you will regret in my death. So he will call myself and my elder sister. And he will begin to tell us about his life. We will sit down together. But let me say something to you. My elder sister may be watching me now. One thing about my elder sister is that the moment my father starts talking, she sleeps. That is every day. But because I am curious, I understand that my identity cannot be formed if I don't understand my father's identity. I understand that I cannot be wise if I cannot gain the wisdom of my father. There are many things you can never get unless you glean from the wisdom of old age. You don't read it in books. And I will sit down. Sometimes my father will call me. When he wakes me up and says, I want to talk to you, I will wake up and say that because I know this man has is loaded. That is the reason why today I can tell you, if you read my books, you will discover my, the story of my father there. They are doing the 25 years anniversary of Christ with Tabernacle now. You cannot write about this house without writing about my father. Because I came from that route. Today, I'm going to, Cal uh, to Carolina now. The warlords are there waiting for me. Alright? I went to Ejebuland. I went all over the whole world. When there is issue about witchcraft in the church of God today on earth, I'm one of the voices they come to. To understand the balance and the truth. If I did not hear from my father, Holy Spirit don't reveal things like that to you. The experience and knowledge is given to man. Holy Spirit don't reveal it. Holy Spirit reveals mystery. Mystery is what is not known. And you as a father, if you know something and you didn't tell your children, then there's no, it's not a mystery. Because you are the one God has ordained. And if you are a child and you cannot sit down with your parents and learn from their lives what they went through before you came. What they went through when you were growing. How God has been faithful to them 
In the days, you know, of, to come in the future, you will not have any basis to stand. You will be standing on uh, what we call pepe. It's not in England. If I call bamboo, you will think it's strong. You'll be standing on... Uh, uh, what do you have in England that is? A tree that doesn't have strength. Spinach. Spinach tree. It's like somebody see a spinach tree grow. And because it has some greens, you just say, I'm tired. Let me rest on this. As you try to rest your back, what happens? Both you and the spinach will find yourself on the ground. Parents must tell their children about God's faithfulness. The children must tell their children about their grandfather's faithfulness, uh, God's faithfulness to their grandfather. And those children must tell their children about their great-grandfather's testimonies. A family that has that, it's not easy for Satan to get you. Not easy. You must tell your generation is the command of God. And the generation must sit down to listen. What about people in church today who didn't have the opportunity? I'm your father. I'm your father. That's why when I talk sometimes, I talk about my life. When you know how God dealt with me from where I was to where I am now, then you will give it to your children plus what God had done to you when you were growing. There are some of the things that we will tell you about what God did and it will ease your operation with God. In the days of need, you just say, Lord, as you did it for my father, so you will do it for me and manifestation will happen. Some things that will appear or happen that you are worrying about. If you have heard how God dealt with it in the past, you will say, oh well, I know that this, this is going to be the end. God does not change his pattern and formula. He expects us to tell generations about him. So that our generation will tell the next generation. And from generation to generation, we will talk about the good works of God. They will speak of the glorious splendor of splendor. Of your majesty. And I, and I will meditate. On your wonderful works. Verse 5. And verse 6 says. They will tell of the power. Of your awesome works. And I will proclaim. Your great deeds. They will celebrate. Your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing. Of. Your righteousness. Did we see this now? So therefore tonight. Psalm 107.21 applies. Let them give thanks to the Lord. For his unfailing love. And his wonderful deeds. To the children of men. Let them sacrifice thank offering. And tell. Of his works with songs of joy. Let's stand up on our feet. You know what you are going to do now? You are just going to obey the scriptures. 21 and 22. He said, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them sacrifice, thank offering, and tell of his works with songs of joy. Look at your life. Talk to God about your life and thank Him. Begin to pray.
Look at where you are today. Look at where you were yesterday. Look at your five years ago. Look at your ten years ago. If God did not bless our efforts, we would not have success in our efforts. If God did not open the doors for us, we would have nothing to put effort into. Thank God for His mercy. His rescue. Thank God for His power. His glory. Let everything that had bread praise the Lord. Thank God for this house. For God bringing us together as a family in this place. Thank God for the journey God has taken us over the years. The devil tries so hard to extinguish us and he fails so terribly. If it had not been the Lord who had been for you, let Christ be tabernacle say, Our God, our King, we exalt you. Our God, our King, we glorify thee. Give God the praise. Give him the praise. For he is merciful. He is glorious. Transcendent in power. He opened the womb of the barren woman. And made her a mother of nations. He did not bless us according to our origin. Some of us didn't have a good beginning. But thank God for the ending where you are now. Some of us didn't have a privilege when we began. But thank God that in the midst of lack of privileges, God gave us good successes. Remember all the battles you have gone through. The times that mortal men told you, you are not going to go beyond this. We will make sure we frustrate you. And you went on your knees and cried to God. And God answered you and came in a way you did not expect. Remember when you thought the decision of your life is in the hands of man. And the men who are supposed to take the good decision, they decided to revoke your rights. They decided to revoke what belongs to you. They plotted together to frustrate you. Really you felt all is over. And suddenly, God intervened. And then your sorrow turned to dancing. Your failures turned to celebration. Think about your life and glorify His name. Think about your past and thank Him for your future. Despite the fact of what the devil did against you, Regardless of what men did against you. Regardless of every negativity that have come around you. You are still alive. You are still alive. Some of us have passed through situations that doctors said we are finished. Gave us few hours to live. Few days to live. Years after we are still praising God. Our God, our Redeemer, we bless your name. We glorify your holy name. Lord, we thank you. Your deeds will never end. We will give thanks, O Lord, for your unfailing love. And your wonderful deeds for us. We will sacrifice thanks offering and tell all your works. Tell of all your works. 
we shall sing for joy. Father, we magnify thee. Jehovah, we glorify thee. Now begin to thank God for your future. If God had done it like this today, I celebrate what is yet to happen. I celebrate my future. Better is the end of the matter than the beginning, says the word. Father, I celebrate my tomorrow. My tomorrow shall be well. My tomorrow shall be well. By the grace of Christ, my Savior, all will be well. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I magnify thee. Lord, I glorify thee. Begin to thank God for what God will do for you in this month of November. Your December shall be glorious. The Lord will fulfill His purpose for you in the land of the living. Lift up your voice and worship Him who lives forever and ever. Begin to thank God for all your requests from January. Whatever it is that you are seeking the face of God for, it is done. Jehovah will praise you. Jehovah will bless you. Thank God for health. Thank God for strength. Father, we bless you. The God of solution. If you have any problem today, begin to thank God for the solution. In this month of November, I will have solution to all my problems. In this month of November, my expectations shall not be cut off. In this month of November, I will see the mighty deeds of God the Father. I will see the splendor of His majesty. I will proclaim your great works, O God. My water shall be turned to wine. Double doors shall open for me. Begin to speak in the name of the Lord. By the word of God, the covenant of heaven shall be fulfilled over you. Begin to declare the name of the Lord. The promises of heaven shall be fulfilled over me. According to the faithful word of God, the least of you will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. Begin to declare to the Lord, I bless you in this month of November. I shall be a sign and a wonder. My life shall be a shining beacon in the land of the living. It will be my most successful month in the year 2014. Begin to make declaration. According to the covenant promise of God, I will rebuild the ancient ruins. I will restore the places devastated. I will renew the ruined cities. Kings shall serve at my feet. Begin to make declaration. In the name of the Lord of hosts, everything the devil planned for my life in this month shall fail. 
Only God will prevail in my life. Make declaration in the name of the Lord. Angels of God will attend to me in this month. Demons of hell will flee before me. Marebo shakayende rembo Whatever you say out of your lips, according to the word of the Lord, it shall be done. The Bible says, before they call, I will answer. While yet they are speaking, I will hear. Before they call, I will answer. While yet they are speaking, I will hear. Begin to declare that in this month, the Lord will answer my cry. While yet I am speaking, the Lord will answer. Yes, sovereign Lord, the word of God will prevail in my life. The word of God will prevail in my home. The word of God will prevail in my church. There will be no room for failure in my life. There will be no room for disappointment. The Lord will turn all my disappointment into glory. My ashes will turn to beauty. Father, we declare, we declare, we declare, we declare and bless your holy name. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Lord, I stand before your people and I say, Never again will you be put to shame. Never again will there be an infant who lives for a few days in your city. Never again will your women cast their young. Never again will miscarry be mentioned in your life. According to the word of the living God. You will live your full lifespan. You will build houses and you will dwell in them. You will plant vineyards and you will eat their fruits. No longer will foreigners live in your houses. No longer will you build houses for another to inherit. As the days of palm trees, so shall your days be. You will not toil in vain. You will not bear children doomed for misfortune. You and your descendants shall be called blessed of the Lord. Before you call, heaven will come to your rescue. When you open your mouth to call, the Spirit of God will put words in your mouth. In the midst of confusion, you will speak faith. When there is utter darkness, your eyes shall see like in the brilliant light. When the war and battle shall rise up against you, your God will form a wall of fire around you. Either you are sleeping, while you are sleeping, or while you are awake, your spirit shall be active and agile. You will not do in your sleep what you will refuse to do when you are weak. The king of Zion shall keep your heart and mind. 
Every word that I've been spoken to you this year that is yet to be fulfilled in this month of November, they shall come to pass. According to the word of the Lord and his covenant for you for this month. So is my word that goes out of my mouth, it will not return back to me empty. The word of God sent to you shall accomplish the desire of God. It shall bring about the fulfillment of the purpose of heaven. It is written, The ransom of the Lord will return with singing in their mouths. I say that in this month you will return into Christ's faith tabernacle with singing. Everlasting joy will crown your head. Gladness and joy will overtake you. Sorrow and sigh will flee away. Lord, I call everyone that is associated with this church all over. At this very hour that I speak, oh my God. I call everyone that is a partner of this vision. As I speak at this hour, Father. I call everyone who is a member of branch of this church. And those who are branches of the prophetic voice ministers gathering. I call everyone who watch my program on television. Whose heart are bonded with my heart. Whose spirits are engrafted with my spirit. I speak Lord to your brethren in India. Who sent an email yesterday having watched this program. I declare, never again will you go into captivity. And never again will anyone subject you. I say that gladness and joy will overtake you. Sorrow shall never be mentioned in your camp anymore. The Lord, the God of comfort, who comforts Zion shall comfort you. Those who have been raised against you by the enemy, they shall fall at your feet. You shall not be afraid of the reproach of men. Neither will you be terrified of their insults. For moats will eat them up like a garment. Worms will devour them like wool. Those who gather against you, they will scatter because of you. Those that is devil are assigned to shipwreck you. The Lord shall put a chasm between you and them. Like night and day, they shall become unto you. Awake, awake, O Christ, with tabernacle and put on your strength. For the arm of the Lord will strengthen you. For the power of the Most High will sustain you. Your desolate city shall be rebuilt. Whatever the enemy has stolen away from you, I command the enemy to bring them back. Several folds, I command them to be restored. Every privilege and opportunity that you have been hindered. In this month of November, the King of Heaven shall restore them back. All the hopes that you have had and has been dashed. In this month of November, the Lord shall fulfill the hopes. Somebody have said, when will my testimony come? I say to you, by the King of Heaven, your testimony comes now. Somebody has said, how long will I wait? When will I be able to stand before these people? 
Even you who is looking for what God will do to bring you to stand. I say in the next seven days it shall be done. You will not be able to wait to the end of this year to shout your praise. The Lord will overtake you in your anxiety. The Lord will shorten the distance of your prosperity. He shall bring to pass by his mercy that which he had covenanted with you. That which has been hindered from you shall be given to you. Today, the mercy of God I pronounce over you. Mercy will override the judgment over you. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord your God will contend with those who contend you. And your children he will save. He will make your oppressors eat their own flesh. They will be drunk by their own blood as with a wine. Father, we bless your holy name. He that keepeth Israel will exalt and salute you. Yea, Jehovah, all works of idol perish. All spell from the devil destroyed. All incantation nullified. Everything contrary to godliness are taken out. Father, we bless you for tonight. Some people have sat in one seat for a long time. I command your promotion tonight in the name of Jesus. Some have gone to the end of the road. I command an expressway for you in the name of Jesus. In the midst of desert, you will find your oasis. The Lord will pour bitumen to your steppings. Your steppings shall be farmer and farmer and farmer. The Bible says the memory of the righteous is blessed. All of you who are in studies of one kind or the other, I declare your memory blessed. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 be fulfilled over you. As the Lord passed before Solomon one day, and Solomon was filled with wisdom, and the Lord passed before Oholel and Bezalel, and they were filled with all crafts. Tonight, the same one who appeared to Solomon, he will reveal himself to you. He will pass through you and your memory shall transform. He will pass before you and your skills shall become excellent. If anybody is here today that is jobless, by the dawn of tomorrow you will be in gainful employment. The Bible says in the days of famine my people will enjoy plenty. Our heart, the one that God had blessed, and he refused to say it. God provided for you and opened doors for you in business, and you refused to say it. May the Lord increase the provision he has given to you. And may the Lord cause your mouth to speak of that what God has done. Doors will not be shut against you. Double doors shall be opened to you all. The favor of heaven the mercy of the Father, and the grace that transcends human power and ability, may it rest upon you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Everything the devil is sending to kill your morale, and to tamper with your faith in your God, or to hinder you from doing the right thing for success to happen in your life, all such messengers, I bind them and cast them to hell in the name of Jesus. Help us of destiny. 
that heaven had declared are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation wherever you go the lord will put the marking of a king upon you the marking that angels see and support man receive it in the name of jesus the marking that angels see and they will stop and they will help man to reach his destiny receive it in the name of jesus the marking of a king receive it in the name of jesus of nazareth Father, I thank you because it is done. As we have asked all this in Jesus' anointed name. Somebody say amen. Amen. With an uplifted hand, they said, Amen. 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 Put your hands together for the King of Heaven.